You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Green Bay Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to at theleap.substack.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And you can find... Locked on Packers on the iTunes charts. We are the number one Packers podcast on the internet. We are the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. And it is never too early to start thinking about the NFL draft. The Locked on NFL draft podcast relaunches September 20th. That is today with the brand new hosts. Eric Crocker brings you the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings you the analytics. Follow the Locked on NFL Draft podcast on YouTube and the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to keep this short today because the Green Bay Packers play tonight against the Detroit Lions. But a lot happened on Sunday and we're not at that point in the season where we're going to do a lot of scoreboard watching. It's just it's silly and and especially if you're the Packers because you you go out and you get your just absolute butt whipped in week 1 against the Saints and the Saints go out and and they lose. And that's going to be something that gets discussed and dissected. And and if the Packers don't go out tonight and beat the brakes off the Lions, that's going to be a big talking point. Here is where I am with it right now as we record this. The week one outcome where the Saints destroyed the Packers is going to look weirder and weirder and weirder by the week. And... Go back to earlier in last week when I said, okay, let's look at the differences in uh, approaches and the the unscouted looks that each team is going to come out with. And I thought the Green Bay Packers, because they were more talented, would be in a better position because they were just more talented. Instead, the Saints come out with some unscouted stuff. Jameis Winston plays in a way that I don't think was necessarily predictable. On the other hand, the Panthers, they blitzed the daylights out of Jameis Winston. They just said, okay, if you're gonna, if we're gonna rush four and let Sean Payton be Sean Payton, he's gonna beat us. And the Panthers did not allow that to happen. They they got some blitzes. They got some some crucial turnovers and forced some throws that, you know, were, were not the kind of plays that Jameis Winston was making in week one. Well, week one, you have the whole offseason to prepare for and scheme up. And, and Jameis played in a way that, you know, I don't think anyone expected him to play. I don't think that is sustainable for the Saints, and I have said as much and continue to say as much, and I don't think the Packers will continue to play as poorly as they did in week one and the rest of the season. It is interesting, though, our friend uh, Rachel Hotmayer, who um, has been on the show a number of times and, and cover the Packers in Green Bay locally, said to Matt LaFleur, is, is this the week for Eric Stokes? 
Matt LaFleur said, do you want me to just give you the game plan? <laughs> Rachel said, yes. Love that. Uh, and and was, was much uh, more evasive than maybe you would expect him to be. If you think that Eric Stokes is just going to go out there and be the dime corner and then that's that, then then maybe that's all there is. I think that is a, 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 a switch that I that I think we can expect this week, that at least he gets some opportunities to play in this game. The Packers week one performance is anomalous. This is not something that we are going to be talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. I just don't believe that. It's just not who this team is, offensively especially. This offense is going to get better. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, this offensive line, Matt LaFleur, they're too good institutionally. There's too much going for them for this to be a long-term problem. It's not going to be a long-term problem, and they're going to beat the Lions I don't know about handily, but they're going to beat the Lions. They're going to beat the Lions. And so if this is a 31-21 game and the Saints lose, you're just sort of like, well, week one was kind of weird. And then you try and figure out what's going on with the 49ers in, in week three. And, and the Packers can't take the Lions for granted in all this, but they do have a big matchup coming up with San Francisco. And, and that's important, too. Um, that that line has already moved a little bit, already moved from two and a half to three and a half because the 49ers won. We'll see what happens with with the Packers tonight. I think if the Packers win and, and win convincingly, that line will, will drop back down to two and a half or two. But like I said, we haven't seen Green Bay. And so that's something that is, is certainly within the realm of possibility that 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 line grows. The Packers struggle. God forbid they lose. Who knows? That's not the point of all this. The good news for the Packers is the Vikings lose. And oh my goodness, the Vikings lose. The Vikings lose in about as inglorious a fashion as they could possibly lose. Um, they're winning, then they're losing, and then they're winning, then they're losing. And they get an opportunity to go down and win the game at the end with a kicker. And he misses. He misses, and and not only does he miss, but Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, thinks he made it, screams out, it's good, and then realizes it's not. It's not good. And they lose, and they're now 0-2. The Bears come out, and they have an injury to Andy Dalton. Justin Fields gets in the game and Justin Fields does not play particularly well. And if the, if, if the bears don't get the pick six that they do from Joe Burrow, if they don't get the, the consecutive interceptions that they do from Joe Burrow, I don't think the perspective on this game is going to be the, what it is right now. It's going to be, Oh my God, the bears defense. They, they have Justin Fields. This is going to be the team moving forward, blah, blah, blah. Justin Fields was not good in this game. And, and that's not to say that he won't be moving forward. But in this game, he was not particularly good. Had the interception. He had the sack fumble. And he also had some plays that don't show up in the stat sheet. He had the would-be touchdown dropped by Allen Robinson on a beautiful throw that into coverage that Robinson just had... Just let it go right through his wickets. 
still, this Bears team, they don't look like a playoff team. The Vikings do not look like a playoff team. And and the Packers, through one week, do not look like a playoff team. But preseason, talent-wise, we believe they were a playoff team. I still believe they are a playoff team. And so you go, okay, get back on track against Detroit. Beat the crap out of the Lions because we know you can. And then, okay, now it, it everything is going to just get back on schedule. The Packers will be the heavy favorites to win the NFC North. And, you know, the Rams, they struggled against the Colts in a game where it was just like, they 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 tried everything they could possibly do to give that game away and just weren't able to accomplish it. The 49ers did not and they they gave the game away against Philly and and the Eagles were just not able to capitalize on those opportunities. And and so you just look around the league and you just go who who is taking this I mean the Bucks they were in a dogfight until the end of that game with the Falcons. They're still clearly the best team in the NFC to me. After that, I always thought it was Green Bay. So as long as the Packers go out and handle their business, I'm going to continue to think it is Green Bay. And that's just, that's where we are in, in this season until further notice. Because I'm just not going to overreact to what happened in week one. Hey, Packer fans, this is this is Peter Bukowski with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Plus right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch there's no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 50 cents back. Cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. I don't, I don't want to get caught up in a lot of, of looking forward. Because we haven't really seen what the Packers are all about. And, and if you read The Leap today, go subscribe to The Leap newsletter at theleap.substacks.com. The Monday newsletter is always free. Go check that out. We talk about a lot of important things and different things uh, over the course of the week. But Mondays are always free as we as we put together a, 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 um, a newsletter that is not only uh, reflective of the weekend. In this case, the Packers didn't play, so it's a little different, but it's still the same things, what we're hearing, uh, what's important, and, and how we move forward here for the Packers. Go check that out again, theleap.substack.com. I, I, I don't think it's, it's useful to think too much about where the Packers are in the standings where the Packers are in, in the NFC, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. 
because where this team is now is just not relevant to where they're going to be moving forward. And we, we've seen this over and over. It's not an excuse, by the way. Uh, early season performance is just, you know, particularly defensively is not indicative of what's going to happen the rest of the season. And, and I think once we see what happens in this game offensively, I think the Packers are going to play much better. I think they're going to be much more focused on running the ball. We're going to talk about that in a second. I just don't think uh, we're going to be wailing and gnashing teeth the same way that we would have been after week one. To that point right now, and I think that's important. Matt LaFleur talked about a um, a physical game. And the Lions, I didn't think, played a particularly physical brand of football against the 49ers in week one. Offensively, they had some nice plays. They ran some nice traps. They did have some nice power runs inside. Uh, they had some nice inside zones, some nice outside zone runs. But what I think Matt LaFleur wants is for this offense to go into this game feeling like we have to kick some ass. And not 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 from a score perspective necessarily. From a um from an aesthetic standpoint. This is about going out and winning the battle of the trenches, which the Packers did not do, unequivocally did not do in week one. So you go out against Detroit and you say, okay, you played a lot of single high safety last week. You wanted to stop the run. Didn't help. Didn't help. But that was the way you wanted to play the 49ers because you don't want to, you don't want to let them just get their run game off. Now you have Raheem Mostert, he's hurt. Uh, and and it wasn't like the run game was killer against the Eagles. Eagles have a have a pretty good, especially defensive line. That that front is 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 solid. But I expect Aubrey Pleasant is someone that has plenty of experience. You know, Rams experience, Saints experience. To say we're going to play too deep. Doug Farrar wrote about this for for Touchdown Wire that this is something that that Green Bay the Green Bay Packers under Aaron Rodgers have struggled with. That too deep, just can play whether it's two deep quarters, whether it's cover two, whether it's two man. Green Bay has had some issues with it. The way you beat those kinds of teams are precisely the way that the Packers treated the Rams in the playoffs. You have to be patient. You have to be willing to run the ball. And I think that is the key here for the Packers. You want Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Kylan Hill, whatever conglomeration of those guys, whatever number of carries, doesn't matter who the lead back is, doesn't matter who gets the most carries. This is about getting the yards, keeping the defense honest because if you can do that, if you can keep the defense honest and you can say, okay, if you're going to play two shell, you're going to play two high safeties and you're going to play light boxes, you're going to play six man boxes and we can pound the ground game five, six, seven yards every time I turn in hand as Aaron Rodgers, then you got to stop playing too high. You got to stop playing too high. 
And this has been, this is not new. You go back to, to 2011, you go back to 2014, you go back to 2016, 2015. Teams that could play too high and rush the passer and stop the run could shut down the Packers. Guess what? It's really, 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 really hard to play too high, stop the run, and rush the passer. The Lions do not have the horses to rush the passer against the Packers in too high. So you have to be patient. Get the ball to your guys. Let them go work. And if it has to be on first and 10, you have to get to second and four, fine. Go do it. Do not force the ball down the field if it's not there. Hand the ball off if it's not there. And then wait until they bring down that safety because if you keep hitting them, short pass, short pass, short pass, run, run, short pass, short pass, run, 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 short pass, short pass, they're going to creep up. Those safeties are going to creep up. And then all of a sudden, it's single high coverage. And we got the opportunity to go over the top. Al Lazard, play action touchdown, as they did in the NFC Divisional round against the Rams. It was patience that won them that game. They were not patient against the Saints. They wanted to win that game in the first quarter. And then they wanted to win that game in the second quarter. And then they wanted to win that game in the third quarter. And... Surprise, it didn't work. So they have to be patient. They have to give themselves the chance to be successful, to be efficient. And they're going to be able to run the ball against this this Lions team. This Lions defense is bad. It's bad. And we talked about it on the Friday show. I understand the hesitation. I understand after week one, you just go, oh, this is brutal. This team can't do it. This team, this team against the Lions can do it. This is a bad defensive front. They can't rush the passer. They can't stop anyone in the passing game. They don't have the talent defensively. They just don't have the guys. You just don't have the horses. And if the Packers can't score against this team, you've got a huge problem. This is not a Super Bowl team if you can't do that. We saw them last year. We saw them. We know what this Packers team is. This same Packers team, they brought everyone back. We know what this team is capable of. We just didn't see it in week one. They came out flat, and I expect them to come out in week two ready to absolutely kick some ass, and that is also what I expect them to do in week two. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching your sports highlights on your phone. Because that's what everyone does. And you got your neighbor's best friend's login for, you know, other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get all of your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like you've never seen them before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, 
to coconuts for a reason. The coconut flavors are the best. Cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and the limited time flavors, which are absolutely outstanding. They really are terrific. This is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and yet you're talking about high protein, high fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. It's a miracle. I can't explain it. I don't know the science behind it, but it is truly miraculous what they're able to put together, not just the taste. The taste would be enough. You just go, okay, this is delicious. What is this? This is crazy. But to do the taste, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, truly the best tasting protein bar that I have ever tasted. And yet it has all of those nutritional variables all in there. It is remarkable. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow to talk about Packers, Lions. I told, I promised you a quick podcast. That's what we did. The Packers, if you, if you, if you need a full preview still, go back to the Friday show. We talked about everything. The live show is there. Uh, we did it all. I, I predicted 31, 21, something like that. The Packers win and, and win handily. I don't want to say they win easily, but they win handily. I think that's where the Packers find themselves in this game. And and the better they can play, the more convincing they can be. I think the, the more they quell the fears about this team moving forward. I don't have concerns, really. Now, if they don't look good in this game, then I will start to be like, hmm. But if they go out and they, they take care of business in this game, I'm not concerned about it, really. Um, but the the 49ers and the Packers will will they will uh I think tell us a lot about where these two teams are. The 49ers have not looked great through two weeks. They've won some games, but they have not looked great. And the Packers obviously so far have looked terrible through one week. Um, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this, let's say Tuesday, you'll see that the Packers, you know, just beat the crap out of the Lions, and and then you start to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm starting to feel better about it. Hopefully that's where they are, but you know, we, we never know. We never know. That's why they play the games. I know that's a cliche, but that is, in fact, why they play the games. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Subscribe to The Leap. At theleap.substack.com, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Go on YouTube, subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube. All of these shows are now streamed on YouTube, so go check us out there. We are having a great time on YouTube at any time you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. You can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.